What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. And if you want even more guitar content, be sure to check out axesandblades.com. So sometimes on here we do episodes which are an introduction to a certain builder, usually a small luthier, smaller builder who you may not have heard about, you may have heard a little bit about and want to know more. And these don't really serve as a comprehensive rundown of everything that you absolutely should know about the builder. You should always go and check them out. That's the hope that you go and check these builders out. But it's a good little introduction. So we're going to do one of those today. The builder who uh, whose work I've admired for quite a long time, quite a number of years now, um, who I got to know, I met them at a show and got to play their guitars and was extremely impressed. And that's how... It started, which is a good way for it to start, not just to find out about them online, but to actually play the guitars and be able to say, these things are good. Uh, so that's how I got to know them. So today's luthier we're having a look at is from Croatia. These are Mikagi guitars, Mikagi guitars. And I know a lot of people say that that word sounds Japanese or something. I wonder what the origin is, but nope, that's not the case. These are made in Croatia by the Luthier Miran Qatar. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> anyway, um, and Miran is a super nice guy and a very, very, very skilled builder. So this is just going to be a quick introduction to his work, give you an idea of, you know, what can you expect from Mikagi guitars? Where do they fit in in the world of guitars? And why should you go and check them out? So Mikagi guitars has three very established models and this year they introduced a new one a fourth one which is kind of related to one of the other models so we'll go through their three now four models and each of those they definitely span a spectrum i can't just sit here and say that mikagi guitars are archtop guitars or they are traditionally minded guitars they really are um something that all have a very distinct flavor there's definitely a touch of man's personality in there and his work all ties together you can tell it's from the same builder but um, really spans a wider range than a lot of builders manage while still keeping that consistency Um, there are builders who just build sort of one-offs that kind of go all over the place and experiment with someone with very set distinct lines of guitars and models he still manages to span a wide range and that's cool because I've seen lots of different players playing these different models that appeal to different people. So, like I said, based in Croatia, this is the work of one person. These guitars are built one at a time with a mix of newer technologies for precision and very traditional elements as well. And the idea is that that comes into the guitars themselves. It retains a lot of the traditional things that we love. In particular, as I go through the guitars, you'll find that wood choices very traditional um, and the kind of choices that you love with some interesting pairings in there but generally relying on the high quality tone woods that guitarists really like um, and like to see on guitars and feel comfortable and know is very very high quality and brings to it a bunch of very unique touches interesting touches some interesting feature sets that blend together and unique design guitars that aren't crazy but are distinct and unique you do not walk past one of these and think it is just a copy of something they are all distinct in their own ways and have some very interesting appointments and feature sets of course custom guitars so like always when i'm talking about a builder in here in one of these episodes 
and I go through a, a bunch of features of what the guitars usually have, that, that's all representative because these are custom builds and so there's a certain amount of flexibility and custom ordering in there. Um, Moran really got interested in guitar building. He was a musician playing music and had always had kind of an affinity and connection with with nature and that grew into wanting to work with wood and there's a very interesting cool story about how he built his first guitar there was a an old maple tree in his back garden as a kid and it was kind of like his favorite place in the world to go hang out was in this tree as a kid it was kind of like his playground his play fort a little bit was playing under and climbing up into this tree and then later in life it had to be it was the tree was dying and it had to be cut down and he found that his sort of affinity with nature and things had meant that that obviously saddened him, but he also felt this sense of wanting to work with the wood and felt that there was still potential in the tree and so much could be done with it. And that by having kind of a a positive respect for nature and for the materials, that that would lead to the kind of patience that you need to apply to build really, really good guitars and that you could, with that attitude, foster a really good attitude as a guitar builder is something that he kind of grew grew to realize over time. But at first he just wanted to, he just found he sensed this kind of potential with the tree and he wanted to use the wood for something rather than it just gets cut down and wasted and that would be such a shame. So yeah, he basically decided to build a guitar with this tree that had meant so much to him from his childhood. The cool thing is, that's a really interesting origin story, but it also has really influenced his work and that he feels that having a personal connection and really respecting and treating each individual guitar he builds as its own personally significant, personally important item that he respects comes from wood that came from living trees and that that is something that's important in itself and something that has weight and meaning in itself. And so therefore he will take as much time as he needs to use the wood to its full effect to ensure that he's not just slapping a bunch of materials together, but that he's kind of respecting that, you know, a living thing was cut down to provide this wood and that he's now crafting it into something that will go on and inspire people. And that the best way to inspire people is to retain and respect whilst you're working that kind of sense of that this was something living and something inspiring as a as a living thing and now it can become something that's kind of got life in it in another way when it inspires people to make music for example really beautiful sentiments and what it does in a practical sense is means that when you work with him to maybe order a guitar and when he's working on a guitar he's put in that level of personal significance into every guitar he builds which i think is an important thing for a luthier to have however they get there whether it's just pride pure pride in their work or the fact that they love taking their time and working on the intricacies or whether it has a personal significant story like this and it means that kind of every single guitar the way that Mikagi guitars looks at it is every single guitar they make and put out in the world has a significant story behind it you know just because they make several of this model or several of that model doesn't mean they're not unique and every single one out in the world has its own story behind it has its own life into it and they feel like they get the most out of their very high quality materials and they provide the customer with something beyond even their expectations because they treat the materials and they treat the process with that level of respect, give it that much time and patience 
and the result is something of the highest quality. It's a cool thing, I think. So that was a good few years ago now, quite a while ago, and since then, uh, Moran got bitten by the guitar building bug, wanted to build more and more and more, built up a huge amount of experience, working with artists, working with other people, brought the kind of respect and um, sense that he, sensibility that I talked about there in terms of his origin story, together with a love and respect of the old school and the golden age of guitars. He has a huge amount of respect for those instruments and how much good they are, how much good they bring to you as a musician and why musicians love them and get inspired by them, basically. But then he brought to that his kind of own sensibilities as a musician, what he would like as a guitarist um, from his time playing music and, and what would inspire him and what he would like to see which doesn't currently exist. And so with that, he's gone on to produce these now four models of unique, cool instances of guitar building that are well worth looking at. So that's the kind of origin of Mikagi. That's what's behind this brand. And it's a cool, fascinating personal story that also, I think, gives some value to the instruments because it speaks to a very impressive attitude, in my opinion, towards guitar building. If you're going to go for a luthier-made product, we've talked about a hundred times on this podcast already, about if you're going to go for a a luthier-made product, it has to be something a bit special because we know that you can get amazing guitars at every price point. We know that. We know there's amazing guitarists sounding amazing on guitars built all over the world and in factories and things like that. So if you're going to go for a custom order thing, something special, something with a personal connection, something with a story, something that inspires you in a certain way that you can't really get anywhere else, that's a lot of what you're coming for, plus the high quality attention to detail of a single experienced, very skillful luthier. I think the the Miyagi story adds that value to the instruments really nicely. And it, it's a plus that Moran is such a cool, such a nice, friendly guy. Um, and that's a great thing because trust me, if you're collaborating with a luthier, which is kind of how it is if you're, if you're custom ordering, it feels a bit collaborative. Um, if they're a nice guy in a good mood a lot of the time and they want to work with you, that makes it really fun and a really special process. And that's really what you want. That's important. So that's a big plus as well. So let's go through these models quickly so you can get an idea of them. So it's a podcast, it's audio. So sometimes it might be better just to go and look at pictures of these things. But the point is I get you interested in this and then you go look it up if you think it sounds cool. And if not, you've learned about another cool guitar out there. So anyway, let's go through the model. So the first one we're going to look at is the Bodrum. And this is the first one of his guitars I played when I met him at a show. So what is the Bodra from Mikagi Guitars. Well, it is a very cool double-cut semi-hollow body guitar. Um, I do believe, maybe, I mean, uh, if I'm completely wrong, I apologize, but I do believe there are fully hollow versions of it um, and semi-hollow versions of it. If I'm wrong on that, then I apologize. But I believe there are hollow or semi-hollow versions of this. It's a double-cut guitar. It's got beautiful carved figured maple top and back often 4a or 3a so extremely high quality figured maple often in very beautiful kind of classic finishes because this is a unique body shape but of course it calls back to classic kind of semi-hollow designs it's got f holes on there and so some nice bursts and things you see look really fantastic with it Um, often paired with an ebony fretboard and it's got 
mahogany neck um, and mahogany center block on the semiolo mahogany size as well. So some nice traditional woods in there, but in a new design. Extremely comfortable when I played this. It was one of the like fastest necks I have ever, ever encountered on a semi-hollow or hollow instrument. Um, you know, you're not necessarily going to expect like a speedy, like encouraging you to shred kind of neck on these things. It wasn't super thin. It was just the quality of the fretwork, the extremely comfortable neck carve and the beautifully smooth, incredibly high quality ebony fretboard, I think just combined really to make something that felt extremely easy to play. Super resonant, really loud acoustically because of the build quality and the time spent on it and the quality of the, the woods in there as well. Um, sustained wonderfully through an amp and had a really booming tone without the bass becoming like over overpowering. So a nice balance to it, which is important in this kind of guitar, I feel as well. Um, it's got premium PAF pickups, uh, PAF style pickups from a company called Wiz Pickups, which Mikagi uses a lot. And like I say, um, having played them, I didn't really know much about them, but having played them, loved them. Um, it's got the cloud inlays that kind of, um, you see that on quite a few Mikagi guitars with this kind of cloud inlay, which is cool um up fretboard and i do like a lot of the headstocks have a little leaf detail and stuff like that which i find is really cool and they have um like a nice uh wood finish wood with a nice finish on the headstock as well that's uh in some of the bodrum models a little contrasting to the finish elsewhere like it's not necessarily matching headstock it's but it's still got some cool figured wood on the headstock which is nice a unique headstock shape which i love as well it's got the cloud kind of mimics the shape of the cloud on the cloud inlays um which is unique and different to the kind of open book headstock but uh has enough of that kind of vague idea in it that it is not shocking and ugly it's hard to make a unique headstock these days which still is really pleasing instantly to the eye and Megagi managed it. So the Bodra definitely going to interest um, anyone in blues, jazz, and rock. It's got some traditional elements to it that are really going to please you, but with modern appointments um, and beautiful attention to detail and beautiful little touches that make it unique. The binding and the shape of the the fretboard and neck at the bottom where it joins the body is really beautiful. Again, it kind of mimics the cloud shape. Lovely touches that you love to see from Eleuthia. And I think it's going to appeal to a wide range of people. Nothing shocking, nothing crazy experimental, but an extremely nice semi-hollow guitar. Okay, so that's the Bodra. Moving on, keeping in the more obviously inspired, more obviously traditional, you can see where it takes its cues from, level of things. We have the Togo from Mikagi, and this is Mikagi's... It's going to be the most recognizable kind of shape because it is a single cut. It's a single cut. It's got um, a very, very interesting set of features, though, which I think is is worthwhile looking at. Um, it does use a mix of mahogany and maple, and again, ebony on the fretboard. So nothing we're seeing crazy from there. You get some cool examples with Bigsby's and things like that on. You get some cool examples that have um, different 
different bridge setups like that. Again, we've got with pickups in there, but we can get an interesting array of pickups in some of the Togo builds that have been done. This one does have the fatter kind of 50s style uh, carve to the neck, so a bit fatter, definitely suiting someone who prefers that more traditional feel, which is cool because it's, it's a really different feel to the Bodra. So that's a nice touch as well, makes it a little bit different. Now, some of these have F-holes that make it a bit more clear, but a lot of these are actually um, are actually semi-hollow body guitars um, that kind of fall in between. I said it was a single cut, but it kind of falls in between a jazz box and a Les Paul kind of shape. It takes from both and ends up in quite an interesting, unique place. It's got a kind of fat rounder body shape. It's got some, then it's got more extreme carving on the back. Um, it's got mahogany neck and center block with a maple top and back often. So very interesting. And one of the really cool things, a nice another detail that I love to point out on the Mikagi guitars is a lot of them on like back plates, like control panel and things. They have like screwless designs that then have a clever mechanism for popping them out and open. So they fit seamlessly into the body without any screws or anything. Just the kind of detail that you would really want and, and expect from a really high quality experience luthier so a very cool thing there and i like that this guitar isn't just a jazz box it's not just a les paul kind of falls in between and it means that stylistically it's extremely versatile you could get really jazzy tones on it but it, it can absolutely be a heavier rock and roll guitar for sure especially within some of the different loadouts as a custom guitar so that is a really interesting way to go obviously so many luthiers you can have single cut guitars you can just spend all day counting the number of single cut guitars you're going to see at guitar shows and stuff but this one combines quite a lot of different elements together into something that looks pleasing and you know uh archetypal enough but as soon as you start to take a closer look at it, it has a bunch of different things going on so very cool there that is the togo model and the last of the three kind of original models um from Mikagi and like I say this one kind of has a little brother as well and that's the fourth Mikagi model we're going to talk about but this one's called the Hoika this model is called the Hoika and this is a very unique design definitely a departure from the other two models in a sense in kind of the way of having you know more of a I guess inspired flavor from vintage guitars that might appeal to certain genres this one i see with a lot of heavier players especially with some of the loadouts it has and the hoika is a guitar that i do think suits rock and metal extremely well has more versatility than that but in terms of how it fits in the mikagi lineup it works in that especially because those genres do seem open to these kinds of more interesting unique body shape i'd roughly say it's a double cut body shape but um with kind of a kind of an offset feel in there and an extended bottom end that makes it really to me sit in something that definitely is working as a metal guitar and a rock guitar immediately as it hits the eye to me and like i say some of the loadouts speak to that as well in particular a lot of the hoikas that you see have evertune bridges something really enjoyed by a lot of players playing kind of metal and heavier styles of music and it definitely suits this guitar well with it appealing to those kinds of people for sure 
It has some other cool modern features like inlays being made of glowing epoxy and stuff like that, which is very, very cool. Um, the tops and the finishes, you often get figure tops and the finishes look more like something you see on kind of, um, yeah, guitars aimed at kind of metal players and downtune players and stuff like that. They don't look crazily like that. They're not crazy spiky guitars, but they do have just that flavor with them. Absolutely beautiful tops and beautiful finishes. Again, wood of the highest quality. What you will also see, though, with the Holger, just to talk, speak to how, well, really how versatile and appealing it can be across a wider range of genres than just there. You get a lot with um, really, really beautiful-looking uh, metal flake finishes that look absolutely beautiful, and you see them in the hands of a, quite a range of different musicians. And, yeah, it looks absolutely fantastic. Beautiful finishing work, and the metal flake finishes really stand out. I mentioned before, I think like metal flake finishes and sparkle finishes are definitely in. Like I see a lot of them, and particularly from Luthiers. I don't know whether it's a bit of a flex thing, like hey, look at look at how many different kinds of finish I can do or something. But I, I think it's just also players, just the demands their players are into it. We don't just want just black guitars anymore. A lot of us are just kind of you know fiesta red. I think a lot of us want bold colors and stuff. At least from what I can tell, because you see them everywhere. And the, the hiker looks beautiful with them for sure and definitely has a wider appeal in that way it's got 24 frets on this again it's got the ebony fretboard um as is across all of the mccaggy guitars as standard um the woods on this also quite interesting it's got a maple top like i said often very beautiful and figured got a mahogany neck uh but this one has an older body so slightly different there from the others having um you know with a maple top and, and paired with mahogany and things this one's got an an older body again um a loved and tried and true guitar wood but put into a different body shape and a different kind of archetype of guitars uh in this case which is very very cool now the fourth model of mechanic guitars is kind of like the little brother essentially <laughs> the little brother of the hoika it's basically the same basic interesting slightly offset um unique body shape but it's instead of being more towards a double cut is more towards a single cut but with the same kind of curved bottom um but instead in a single cut form and it is called astor the astor and the idea of the astor it's a really cool concept. It's it's a very clear concept within the Mikagi lineup. And I think it's something that, again, I see a bit of a trend towards. I see a lot of players absolutely love this kind of concept. The idea of the Astor is that it is super simple, super straightforward. So instead of um, kind of a bunch of crazy details and figure maple and things like that and this, that and the other, you've often got just very high quality wood still, very high quality in terms of how it's made, in terms of how it's assembled, in terms of how it's crafted. But what you've basically got is one pickup and that's it. So you've often got no pots, no back plate or anything like that. So the guitar is completely clean. There's nothing interrupting the top, no control plate on the back or anything. You've just got one pickup in there. I love the ones that don't even have anything on the fretboard, like no fretboard inlays or markers or anything. Just one pickup straight to the output. That's it. Again, you see, can see these with uh, Evertunes and things like that, but the idea of this is that it is straight-up simplicity. If you've got one bridge pickup in there, you can see going for especially like a more aggressive-sounding one, 
how with the shape and with that element from players of more aggressive style of music they're going to love that but just anyone who doesn't want fuss who doesn't want that stuff I, you see that you definitely you see some like uh, artist signature guitars come out like that that have things taken out you know I don't want tone knobs I don't want them I don't want any parts or I just want the one pickup and it's definitely something that I think is popular amongst a lot of players to just have it stripped back just have that taken away and it's a great option to have in the lineup especially having kind of mirroring slightly the body shape of the hoika if you want parts switches options you go for the hoika if you want something just straightforward you think all i need is a bridge pickup that's my sound but i want a really high quality guitar i don't just want kind of a frank and strat do it myself because I'm, I'm not into that i i don't feel like there's a lot of guitar and, and this is true there aren't a lot of guitar companies offering that so you haven't got a lot of choice if you say i just want a single bridge pickup thing no pots no whatever you kind of have to make that yourself well here's a luthier making an extremely high quality guitar with the highest quality woods, a huge amount of time spent into the build and not just offering this as some kind of, yeah, super cheap or super simple option. This is built with all the love and the care that I talked about in the beginning that all the Mikaki guitars are built with. It's just for someone who wants that simplicity. And simplicity shouldn't necessarily just mean cheap option or kind of half-assed option or the kind of side option. It should be a fully-fledged amazing guitar. You don't want less in terms of quality you just want less in terms of stuff that you feel gets in the way and that is a big part of the mikagi philosophy is these instruments should inspire you but also kind of get out your way you know let you make music inspire you be there but also not get in your way let you make music and the astor is a cool iteration of that idea and a cool embodiment of it so it's cool to see them carry on carrying that philosophy through and making a guitar that really is going to appeal to a lot of players so anyway that's going through a little bit of a potted history of mikagi guitars a little bit of an introduction to who they are um why i think you should care about them and a rundown of their models and hopefully like i say the idea is that you go and check them out you can go check them out on mikagiguitars.com that's a website they're also on all your social media platforms as you would expect so go and check them out um and I'm also hoping to do very soon uh, some features or some articles with them so that I can feature you guys like on axes and blades. I've, I've featured for, for people, different luthiers on there where you can go th- go through and get a bit more of a deep dive on all the different models, get a bit more of a structured presentation of them than me just kind of blabbing on about why I like them and with a bunch of pictures and links to videos and things as well so the idea of those is that you've got like a one-stop shop a single place where you can really get to know this luthier and see is it worth me going and checking them out and learning more so hopefully this kind of gets some people curious and people interested and you go and check out mikaki guitars um and i will also like i said i'm really keen to have um one of those really in-depth but still introductory introductions to mikagi guitars on axesandblades.com so that you can really just get to with them check out some pictures check out some videos all that good stuff cool so that's me blabbing on about mikagi guitars go check them out but as i always say it's got to come back to the music and that's why we always finish with 
a suggestion of a track or an artist, an album, performance, something like that to go and check out. So that's where we always like to finish it. Or sometimes just do the whole podcast on that because, hey, sometimes that's what you want to talk about. It's not always about gear. But today I'm suggesting go check out a little EP, a little record that is crazy cool. It's it's a, it's a cool thing. It's raw. It's not going to be to everyone's taste. It's something that combines elements of punk and hardcore with hip hop and some experimental kind of beat making hip hop things. It's out there, and uh, I absolutely love that. I think it's an incredibly cool, raw, blow-your-head-off, impressive little collection of music here that is absolutely worth checking out. It's going to push some people's boundaries as well musically, and I think that's a good thing. And it's amazing to hear... It's it's impressive to hear as well, to be honest, hear some of the different sounds on this record come together. But even if that doesn't sound like you think, you should go, still go check it out. Like I say, it's Band Horizons, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, also, like, in terms of guitar tone, the first track on this thing rips. It's a, it's, it's freaking insane, insane, man, hardcore guitar tone. It's just great. It sounds massive. It absolutely tears your face off. It's great. So, you know, even if you're like, I don't want to listen to hardcore mixed with hip-hop experimental blah, 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 then, you know, just check out the guitar tone. It's awesome. So, what is this I'm blabbing on about? This is a record called Songs to Yeet at the Sun. And this is by Soul Glow. Spelled Soul and then G-L-O for Glow. So, you can find it on Bandcamp. You can find it wherever you get your music, basically. Go and check it out. It's out there, man. It's not going to be everyone's taste. But just give it a shot. Give it a shot because... um. I'm loving how balls to the wall is, including just every element of it, like the guitar work just in, in itself is kind of balls to the wall. And then in the context of where it is on this record with all the stars coming together. Yeah, it's ballsy. It's cool. So go check out that. Go check out Mikagi Guitars. Have a good one. Play a bunch of guitar. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And as always, I will catch you tomorrow.